We've heard a lot of talk lately about international students and trying to find housing and how incredibly challenging it is. I mean, universities keep bringing in international students, but they're not making sure those students are looked after and have a place to live. So who should step in and do something? Is this a a government obligation? Should the federal government help address this student housing crisis? And if so, how? Well, Alexander Ray is a doctoral candidate in the Department of Geography at Western University and joins us now to talk more about this. Alexander, thank you for being here. Good morning. I understand you're also a part of the Town and Gown Association. What is that all about? Yeah, so I'm uh, the president of the Town and Gown Association of Ontario, which is a group of institutions and municipalities, as well as landlords, student groups, uh, neighborhood associations that are interested in fostering positive and welcoming town and gown communities. What does that mean? Well, what that means is essentially bringing together institutions as, you know, responsible actors within their host communities and Ah. ensuring students feel a welcoming place to live. This seems like it would be incredibly timely right now, Alexander, given what we're hearing about what's happening to international students. Yes, it is. And I think that's why the research that we've been doing, along with my colleague, Dr. Nick Revington at uh, INRS in Montreal, uh, is so timely for uh, this issue that we're seeing right now in Canada. And while our research is very Ontario specific, I think, you know, there's lessons for Canada and other jurisdictions uh, in North America. Okay, so what is going on then with international students? It sounds like this is right across the country. Yes, absolutely. Um, Canada has become reliant on international students as a pathway for immigration. And it's also really uh, an issue related to post-secondary funding uh, right across the board. But particularly in Ontario, uh, we've seen provincial governments slash uh, transfers to post-secondary institutions. So the only way that they can, uh, one, maintain their current budgets and two, invest in new research infrastructure, teaching, and uh, facilities is through more and more international students. And so where do they stay when they get here? What kind of crunch? I mean, bad enough for you know people who are already here, but when international students arrive, where are they supposed to live? Well, that's a huge concern. I was actually on a call this week with a colleague in the UK who was dealing with 20 students who had just landed from mainland China and uh, didn't have a place to live because they realized they had been scammed uh, through a a WhatsApp scam. And we're also seeing that here in Canada. We've heard from particularly uh, students from India and uh, mainland China, that they're also facing similar issues where uh, they pay a large deposit a year in advance in most cases uh, through a a WhatsApp chat that often actually is mimicking a a well-known housing provider in the city that they're looking to live in. And then they get there and the leasing agent has no idea what they're talking about. They don't have the records and there's no units available. And all of a sudden we have international students that are scrambling to find housing or living in their vehicles or living in parks or sleeping uh, in student centers. This sounds awful. What, like, and so then what happens when they get here? So really what happens when they get here is they realize they've been promised a, a false, false bill of goods. And, you know, your introduction here on who is responsible for this issue, uh, I think it's a, a mix of everyone. And the federal government, I think, needs to take a little bit of responsibility for pretty much allowing unlimited uh, international student study permits 
Two, the province needs to take some responsibility in that they've created this need for institutions to constantly expand their programs to accommodate more and more international students in order to support their bottom line and be sustainable operations. Uh, And three, as we identify in our research, municipalities for a long time, uh, we're talking decades, have blocked particularly student housing. It's, It's much more of a recent issue of how much they've blocked regular housing, but student housing in particular for many decades has been blocked in local communities and students are sort of viewed as people that uh, shouldn't be living in their local communities, which I, I fundamentally disagree with. I think it's great that students live in their host communities and get that life experience and uh, really in a transformative and early stage of their lives, uh, come together and understand how um, how life actually works and, and what it is to actually take care of a house and uh, live together with people. Isn't there also, Alexander, a lot of responsibility here with these post-secondary institutions? I mean, they're bringing in the students. They know who's arriving. Why aren't they you know, obligated to provide more help and housing? Certainly, that is a great point, and I think one of the policy initiatives that should be discussed. But what I will say in talking to my institutional partners, unless there is new money or reallocated money on the table to support these institutions, it is almost next to impossible for them to fit that within their capital obligations and their maintenance obligations. And so really what we need to see from the province is the province to step up and say, we are going to provide funding to get on-campus housing built, which I think um, has been happening in some cases, but definitely not enough. And I think also what we need to really talk about is uh, the federal government perhaps introducing a one or two year moratorium on international study permits being issued in particularly high high uh, or low availability cities where we know that there's many students, both international and domestic, that are struggling to find housing. Okay, that would be interesting, a moratorium on international students. Uh, But I think what the other part of this discussion here, too, is the fact that we've heard for years that aren't post-secondary institutions bringing in international students as a way to subsidize domestic students? Well, it's, it's subsidizing domestic students in the fact that the province has capped tuition rates and has not kept the funding formula in pace with inflation. So yes, if you want to say international students are subsidizing domestic students, certainly, but I would say that it's not a choice that the institutions have made. It is a fiscal reality that they've been forced into by other government decisions. Right. So whether it's money from the federal government to provide housing or more money for the institutions uh, for to, like you know for students, it's all going to work out to be the same thing, right? There needs to be more money. Exactly. We are incredibly lucky in Canada that somehow we have managed to create a fantastic post-secondary system that is one of the world leaders in research, but really we handicap it every time we cut funding and we starve out the sector and force it to be reliant on these really finicky models of international students. I'll remind you, one of the things that contributed to Laurentian's uh, Chapter 11 bankruptcy and restructuring was that Saudi Arabia pulled funding for all their students in a diplomatic spat with Canada. I would say that, you know, the Prime Minister's recent trip to India there could be a real crisis in many institutions if there was another diplomatic spat between Canada and India that resulted in them telling their nationals that, no, you're not allowed to go to Canada or Canada withdrawing their eligibility for study visas. And that would put a lot of institutions in a really tight spot. It just sounds like something we are not preparing adequately for. Um, Alexander, thank you so much for your time.
You're very welcome. Have a great rest of the day. You too. That's Alexander Ray, a doctoral candidate in the Department of Geography at Western University, talking about our obligation to international students. Institutions are bringing them in. Where are they supposed to live? Should the federal government step in and do something? If you want to weigh in, simi at cknw.com. What should we do? Should there be a moratorium on bringing in more students? Should we be obligated to make sure they have a place to stay?